Second drunk friend episode. As always, I'm Travis, joined by Alex. Alex, how are things going this past week? I celebrated a birthday, but you're doing something way cooler than that. You were on your face was on the internet, which is which is rare. Yeah, what was I thinking? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, yeah, happy birthday! You're uh, 22 now, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that joke again, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I was part of this uh, convention, virtual convention called Uplink, uh, hosted by Long Island Retro Gaming, and it was weird. Uh, it was incredibly nerve-wracking, and um, I, I don't do stuff like this. Uh, this is uh, the only the main reason I did this convention is because I knew it would be out of my comfort zone. Uh, I knew I could learn some things from it. Uh, learn what it's like to prepare for something like this. Learn how these sort of things go, and uh, yeah, and I, <laughs> I got the full experience for sure because, um, yeah, it's it's pretty nerve wracking. It's it's yeah. it's not. I'm not cut out. I just don't have the stomach for stuff like this. Like the lead up to it, just kills me. Um, well, I heard you killed it, man. People, I got I heard some glowing reviews. A lot of our close friends uh, tuned in to check it out, and they said you did you did great. So nothing to worry about, I guess. Uh, it's nice of them to lie. I'm, I'm glad the check cleared. Um, <laughs> Did you like money... actually visibly vomit while on camera? And they're like, no, he was good. We're not going to talk about that part. But yeah, he uh, he got sick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Pearl even mentioned, uh, it's like, wow, you sounded nervous at the beginning there. I was like, that's because I, I was. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it was. it turned out to be um, up to 124 people signed nice. up. I don't know how many people were in there uh, at once, but that's how many people ended up like registering to see it to get in. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, but that is um, cool. yeah, so I had all it's these notes. You now. Would you um, ever consider doing anything like that again? I don't know. <laughs> it depends, but not probably, definitely not in person. I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah. That must be like another level of stress to do that in person in front of people with like all those eyes staring you down like that's that's scary but um a virtual one uh i don't know yeah i don't know that's yeah. I, it would have to be free first of all but um you know free for the the person watching right uh that was kind of a bummer that it had to it cost money i get why you know it's cuz they had um all sorts of the convention had all sorts of other stuff to do there were tournaments there was um a D thing i think um, oh, there was cool. like all, there was like all sorts of scoreboards and stuff. It was a big uh, Discord thing, uh, community, and it was uh, from that perspective, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I don't think I would do that again. <laughs> um, I like I I had all these notes written out, and uh, I used maybe half of them because all anybody wanted to do was just ask questions oh. and you know just hang out and and talk Super Nintendo. So that's what I did for like forty minutes of it. Cool. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad it worked out. So that's all behind you now. You can go back to focusing on videos, which you didn't actually stop doing because of this, but at least now that's the only thing, I guess, on the horizon. And uh, you, you blessed us this week with, with something that was actually pretty cool 
you talked about Waterworld, which, you know, when I saw it come up on my feed, I was like, why is he doing Waterworld? Like, why? He's not good. <laughs> he doesn't enjoy I know he's going to not enjoy that game. But then you, you start the video, you start talking about the, the soundtrack, and then something cool came out of that. Yeah, that's the only reason I even thought of doing a video on Waterworld was because of the music. Um, because I did a video, uh, I think it was last year, about, um, it was a three-hour video about, uh, you know, relaxing Super Nintendo music. And it's getting a ton of views. Uh, it's getting a lot of comments, too. And the thing that people most comment on is the very first track that leads it off, which is a track from Waterworld, and it sounds awesome. And the soundtrack of the whole game yeah. is really good. So I I gave the composer, Dean Evans, a shout-out, and um, I linked his own personal YouTube uh, page in the description of my video. And it turns out, like, over 100 people went over there and said, like, Snowstrunk sent me, blah, blah, blah. So he reached out to me and said, uh, hey, I just want to say thanks for, um, you know, giving me a shout out. And, you know, I, this game was so free. I think the way he said it was like, this game was pretty dang forgettable. Even I almost forgot about it, but uh, this was this was really a, uh, a a pleasure, you know, to to wake up to uh, <laughs> a email box full of stuff, uh, full of uh, such nice comments. So That's cool. it's it's a really cool to, that somebody that did such great work back in the day, twenty five years ago, was able to get um, the appropriate amount of credit today. For That's it. good, and yeah. so I feel I feel pretty good about that. And um, I'm really happy that uh, he was such a nice guy about it. Yeah, that's great that, uh, you know, you're able to, to make that guy's day, man. That's awesome. And he sounds like a cool dude. Maybe one day, um, you know, we could talk to him here on the old podcast. That'd be kind of cool to get some people that are actually involved in the industry back in the day and pick their brain about some of their experiences. Yeah, uh, here's hoping, fingers crossed. But yeah, that would be awesome. Um he is a, uh, I, I believe he's still in the music business. Uh, so he, you know, I'm sure he's really busy with, with that stuff, but, uh, yeah, yeah I, I'll, I'll throw, uh, I'll throw a, an, I'll, what's, what's the right cliche. I'll, I'll uh, give him an olive branch or something like that. Uh, something ex with ex olives. You could ex yeah. You could extend, extend an olive extend branch. Extend an only, olive branch. That's what it is. Yes. I thought you only did that when you were like upset with one another and be like, oh, here's a, <laughs> Here, take this olive branch. I'm sorry. Like, I thought that was kind of how that worked. I don't know. This oh, could no, be another uh, stem maybe stern is, situation. Maybe he's secretly mad at me. He's like, I never wanted to hear this <laughs> crap again. I don't no, know I, adages very well. I, 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 I completely butchered that uh, <laughs> cliche. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do coach speak very well. So, uh, right. yeah. Fair enough, man. Well, you also did J.J. Squawkers. I actually just watched that one a few minutes ago, and that game hurt my eyeballs, but it did look neat. It's a weird game. It's intensely weird. And um, it helped answer the question, like, why did arcade developers bother with platformers? It's because if you make them really crazy and really hard, uh, they have a certain appeal. Oh. And, they'll eat, and they'll eat all your quarters forever. Right. Because, uh, yeah, that game is crazy looking, and it's, it's one of the hardest platformers I've ever played. I mean, really? it's just, wow. it's absurd. Yeah, it's so over-the-top difficult. Um, with the amount of stuff the game throws at you, it's it's like you can't see. Like I say it in the video, but you can't see what is an enemy and what's the background. It's like, wait, what just killed me? I don't. 
don't, didn't even see anything. But yeah, some yeah. of those backgrounds on the later levels that you showed looked like my TV was having a stroke. Like I wasn't <laughs> yes. sure. I was like, is that is that part of the game, or is like, am I is is something happening that my TV can't render whatever that's supposed to be? Like it was really strange. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it was it was a weird one for sure. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, and then I, I put out one on Road Blasters, which was it's kind of a, a neat little car combat NES game. That's it's pretty fun. Blasting some roads, nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. Absolutely, yeah. Not. It's, it's a great you know NES title. It's it's uh, Road Blasters. You you can't just be a, a racer, a road racer. You got to be a road blaster. That's like, right, man. It's actually a port <laughs> of an arcade game, uh, but it's, it probably requires a steering wheel, which could be a little tough for you to to cover. But um, I hear the arcade game is really good. People like that too. Hmm. Uh, not familiar with it. All I know is that when I hear the name, I see a trapper keeper, you know, in my <laughs> head. It just brings me back to those uh, those days. Uh, trapper keeper. We should do a whole trapper keeper episode. Good job. <laughs> good good idea. Uh, so we didn't have a ton of emails, so we're going to mix in some emails with some uh, reviews that we've gotten for the show because we want to share those. We want to entice people to to send their reviews and also send us some emails. So our one email here for this episode is from. Robert August August uh, I'm sorry De, De Mayor I'm sure I'm sure I got some of that right and I'm sure I got a lot of it wrong Robert I'm very sorry I hope you're still our friend but Robert sends us an email about ROM hacks he says howdy drunk buddies um, I was just listening to the podcast while playing Soul Blazer and I kept thinking this game would be twice as good if it only had a diagonal movement then I wondered which hacks you guys dreamed of things like two player co-op final fight or super metroid with zero mission controls or super mario bros 3 world with princess toadstool or whatever secret of evermore needs for alex's tastes <laughs> so what do you have there for robert you got a good uh, wish list of rom hacks my ultimate dream is two-player chrono trigger that is uh where uh you can both wander around separately on the world map and even on like uh you know, just like a battle screen, you know, the normal maps, uh, when you're going through mazes and stuff like that or going through dungeons, you're both, you know, you can go where you want. Um, that way you don't have to equip stuff to a particular character necessarily. You can just mm -hmm. like, you know, you open up a treasure chest and you get that thing for that particular character. Like that is really far-fetched. It's probably not going to, you know, I'm not no way that's possible i don't think but that would be really fun um and it would streamline the exper experience a little bit uh right da -da 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 -da. but as far as what he says about like secret of evermore <laughs> uh it's just new dungeons that aren't so boring really uh maybe a little soundtrack maybe add like a couple notes of music to that game somewhere oh you can't you can't diss that soundtrack people are going to be bad at you I know it's all ambient and it's it's creaks and wind, but do a little something. Put a little piano <laughs> in there for a minute. Give me a little something. Yeah, uh, I guess it the, is neat. I don't. I'm not. I don't say I hate it, but it is. I, it, I think it adds to the boringness. To be honest, the guy, <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah, and then there's the mismatch of the weird um, sound effects too, like the bugs going squish, this cartoony squish sound. It, that doesn't do it for me. Sorry, but no, the guy that does the soundtrack for that game is the same guy that does the soundtrack to like the, all the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah, yeah. So I did know Jeremy that. Soul or something like that. Uh -huh. I forget his name, but yeah. So if if you slag that guy, you 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 know people take that personally. So we're we uh -huh. might actually get some angry emails. 
We, no. Well, you know, and, and as soon as you get Dean Evans on, the next step you get Jeremy Soule. So I got I got to tread lightly. I got to be, you know, I'm being nice to these guys. I'm just saying, I you know, a little, just a little piano or something here and there, you know, <laughs> give me a little something. Uh, for me, I think I both of mine are kind of the same. I I wouldn't mind having uh, that first double drag in there on the NES be co-op simultaneous because as it stands, you take turns and uh, yeah. you know, double dragon. It's all about being a, being a bro with your bro. And high fiving and and wearing matching bandanas and and kicking some dude butt and uh, I think uh, simultaneous would help. I think the same thing about the first Ninja Turtles. It's a it's a single player experience. Ooh, let a couple let a couple people go through that with a couple turtles. Do that whole thing. It's still hard as shit. There's no way you'll beat it, but it you know it'd be more fun. I think it'd be more fun to suffer through that underwater level. Yeah, yeah. and um all, all that that <laughs> that game's got some of the most ridiculous enemy design. I can ever remember seeing in a game it's just like what even is that thing that's like bouncing around (laughs) (laughs) yeah it looks like a just a mess of pixels but yeah no it would it would it would be fun to have the opportunity to complain with another player about how (laughs) hard it is absolutely it would okay let's go into some reviews then uh i'll take the first one here i guess you could take the next two first one here is from uh john jin Five three two four seven nine five four four, and I hope that's not your social security number there, John Jen, because I just read it out loud. But he titles this review "Like Minded Goodness." He says, "I've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of months and watching SNES Drunk for a couple of years now, and from your humor to the movie, TV, music references, I've been entertained for the whole." Right. Great banter and topics. I completely agree that only the first decade or so of The Simpsons is worth watching. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I mean, seasons two through ten, I would say. And even season ten, that's where you start running into some into some bad episodes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah I, I would, I would, I definitely agree with that. And thank you, John Jin, for the nice uh, comment there. Um, it's weird that um, people say, like, yeah, I was really entertained by SNES Drunk. And it's like, I didn't really set out to do that. <laughs> I set out to uh, hoping it would be useful for people. It's like, what is this game? And here's what it is. Well, you turned uh, a corner at some point. You went from being like, hey, this is what this game's about. No, you shouldn't play it to like putting Dusty Baker references in there. <laughs> and you got John Stossel stuff. And there was a, what was the one I heard earlier today? Uh, Dirk Ziggler or something like that? Oh, uh, uh, Dol- Dolph Ziggler. Do- uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler from, from uh, WWE. Yeah, it's... Yeah, you're all over the- now. Now it's entertainment and educational. You've married the two. You're having fun with it, and it shows. Uh, I think it's because of the the type of games I'm getting into at this point. Because it's hard not to get you know lean into the ridiculousness of some of these arcade games because they're so over the top. And then on the other side, with the Super Nintendo stuff I'm getting into at this point, is you know you get into some kind of crappy games like. Waterworld, and it's like, well, I, you know, I know a lot of people tune in for games that they want to play, uh, so I have to come up with another reason. Uh, maybe I'll make somebody, you know, chuckle or something like that uh, with some mm-hmm. dumb comment about Dusty Baker. It uh, works. <laughs> I guess it did. Yeah. So, Actually, I wanted to point out one of the funniest things to me, and I don't even know if you meant for it to be that funny. But I, I've been laughing about it for, I mean, I guess since the Waterworld video. I even showed my wife, who didn't think it was that funny, but one part, you're talking about Waterworld on the um, on the Virtual Boy, and you said something like, you know, 
you know, what should we what what should we do wrong or whatever or what's wrong with all this? Everything? Oh, okay. Like there's something about like that uh, banter or that line that just killed me. I don't know what it was. Well, I mean, it's in my head when I see that game, it's like so were, was the dev team seriously like hey, look at this, like uh, these crappy pre-rendered sprites and uh, a black sky on a black ocean. Uh, what's, is nothing wrong with that? It's like, yes, there is. There's a lot wrong with that. <laughs> so I just, I just, oh, okay. I, yeah, I just phrased it, you know, like, a, oh, what's wrong with that? Oh, everything? Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, that's just me being a smartass, basically. Um, oh, and, that it, com- and that comes naturally. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 that comes very easy to me. Um Next review we've got here is from Alf Gui. Alf Gui. Uh, I don't know how to say that, but he says, uh, great for retro gamers. As a bonafide dork, I love retro gaming videos. This podcast gives a touch of insight behind the scenes with retro gaming YouTubers and others. Love it. And thank you. That's that's very nice to say. That's kind of the idea is yeah. uh, to show people what it's, you know, the, the kind of stuff you run into um, and to, to help people understand the type of people that are making these videos to let them shine um and then we've got another one from guy 2318 who says a great listen even for casual gamers i got into snes drunk about two years ago when my first child was born and i was up in the middle of the night wide awake looking for new stuff on youtube and was instantly hooked his videos have perfect rhythm pace and length unlike most bloated stuff on youtube thanks for noticing that's kind of the idea Anyways, that led me to this podcast and discovering Nest Friend, whose YouTube channel is also great. Check it out. I agree. And it's a great listen with good banter along with interesting interviews, which I have found even more YouTube channels to watch from these interviews. And again, that's kind of the idea. So thanks for <laughs> thanks for noticing. Um, and all this from a guy who only grew up with the Sega Genesis and only experience with NES or SNES was friends. So even if you only have a slight familiarity with retro Nintendo gaming, this podcast has much more to offer than just that. Keep up the good work. Again, oh, yeah. That's a really nice review. Yeah, thanks. And yeah, that's perfect. That hits all the notes for me. It's like, you know, well, first of all, he discovered me through you, so that's good. Thank you. But also, <laughs> he's discovering, he's doing what you know we were hoping for, is which is sharing other content creators, and uh, it looks like it's working. We're doing a good thing. We're doing a service. That's right, yeah. And speaking of which, I hope you guys check out our next guest, uh, it's uh, David from Mariachi Entertainment System, and they are amazing. Uh, and you guys are really going to love this interview because he's really freaking funny. Dude, my cheeks hurt still from that interview. <laughs> and I, I've thought about little quips that he said all day long, it, it, just thinking back on how funny it is. But yeah, if, you, if you're if you into, obviously, if you listen to this, you're into some old school games. They have a lot of cool mariachi styled uh, themes of stuff like Vegas theme from Street Fighter, uh, Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger, Terra's theme from Final Fantasy VI, so, and so many more. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. A lot of cool stuff. And they've even played at like PAX South and MAGFest, which I, hopefully we get another chance to, to go out and catch them do that again because that would be outstanding to check out. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's a, a must for me. Uh, if they're anywhere near me, I'd like to go check them out live. Right on, man. All right, up next is David. We'll be back after some quick cooler. here tonight we really appreciate you coming on man thanks so much hey thank you for having me man i'm a little starstruck and shit 
Not for me, what? obviously. You got Alex over there is probably. I the mean, big I know tra- I know Trav is a huge star now with his NES friend account, but <laughs> I mean, come on, like you're gonna. This is gonna go to his head if you keep this up, man. Man, he's famous, <laughs> man. Haven't you seen his stuff? Nah, yeah, but thank you for having. <laughs> of course, man. We've been wanting to have you on for a while, um, because uh, we love your band so much. It's so much fun. Like it's it's uh, it captures the fun of video games and brings it into a completely new context. And uh, we love that about your band. It's, it's so much fun to listen to. And I bet it's, I haven't been lucky enough to see you guys live yet. Hopefully that'll happen one day, but uh, yeah, I I bet you guys are a blast live too. Well, man, I appreciate that. You know, if you guys, if you two guys like us, that makes three of us that like us. So that's, (laughs) that's a good start. And uh, yeah, man, you know, we don't, you know, we don't get to to play live too much, you know, and and I I know that a lot of people have a lot of enthusiasm for that. But yeah, uh, it would be really, really fun to start going places and get that opportunity to uh, to play for more people. Yeah, right on, dude. Um, And yeah, thanks again for coming on. And in typical drunk friend fashion, because I mean, the name of the podcast is Drunk Friend, we have to ask you what you're drinking. And I know you you and the band you don't shy away from taking a few shots before you get down to the music business but tonight uh what beverage do you have handy well tonight i've got to take it easy because like we got to talk and i got to be somewhat coherent so uh <laughs> i had to go with blue moon because my dad took my only arrogant bastard which oh, would have been on. great for the night but you know uh so i have blue moon that was purchased by like coors like i don't know how many years ago and now it just tastes like Focus grouped horse pee. <laughs> but that's what I'm drinking. What are you guys drinking? I've never heard that before. Focus grouped. I'm going to start using that. Yeah, now. that's what yeah. it is. That's exactly what it is. It's focus oh, grouped. What a bummer. It is. Yeah. I hate it. But, you know, it's doing the job. So, yeah, but usually it would be, you know what? And I would have tequila, but I'm yeah. going. Uh, it's, man, it's trying times right now, man, with COVID. And so yeah. I'm going light on the budget. That's another reason for the blue moon. Um, but yeah, tequila I think is my normal uh, poison. If you, uh, yeah, right. I right was on. gonna. I was gonna say, you know, not being able to talk has never stopped me from drinking too much on this podcast. So. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, what's your favorite? What's your go-to tequila brand like if, if 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 money weren't an object what's, oh. what's your go-to see okay see if money weren't an object um there's a couple of them the one that i really really like don julio makes uh, several varieties i guess all makers of tequila make several varieties the uh the silver uh, reposado and the añejo but don julio makes like another variety it's called uh 1942 that's 1942 uh, and it is just absolute caramel. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it's smooth. Just, no, man, it's so good, man. And that would be like, if money were no issue, I would drink that all the time. But money is an issue, and so I never drink it. <laughs> uh, well, in the spirit of the evening, I did make myself a bit of a margarita because I was like, you know, you can't, you can't really do anything else, you know, on a night like this. So... I've been listening to that music all day, man. I love it. <laughs> here, too. Here, in, here in Albuquerque, too. Uh, you can't. I mean, it's, you know, people People are, uh, you know, there's a bunch of bands out here that, that are for hire out here that do all sorts of events and stuff like that, especially over in Old Town. 
but um so they're they're just out and about just playing music you know restaurants stuff like that it's awesome but i have a monk's dark ale and the only reason i'm drinking this is because i think it's 6.5 and it was the strongest thing i could i could find (laughs) so i'm like all right this is gonna work even then you sound like you feel like it's somewhat weak like by comparison. I know. My tolerance is so high now. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, that's the one thing quarantine has killed is my tolerance. If you want to hear how high uh, Alex's tolerance is, you can listen to episode 19 of our podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> Please oh, don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I, I used to have, man, I used to have a tolerance. Like I used to be able to drink amounts of alcohol that would like slay a walrus. You know, and that was like in college, but now I'm just like, I drink like two beers and I'm like, somebody get me to bed. I'm tired. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. But yeah, man. That's great. We're blasted. I'm blasted. I drank two sips of my Blue Moon and I'm blasted. Yeah, those focus groups don't mess around anymore, man. They really stepped it up. Good point. Yeah. I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna yeah, do? the focus group. Focus group is nothing but like Barney Gumble and Homer Simpson and all <laughs> those a guys. More focused. They yeah. got a one eight hundred number. They got a one eight hundred number on the back. I'm gonna call and contribute my two cents right now. <laughs> nice. What are you drinking? Or, wait, you already said you're drinking. Yeah, I'm, doing I, that. I already, I already messed this up. No, so that's that's at six percent talking already. That's at high tolerance. Oh man, this monks. That's the Jeez, point too. Please. That's the point too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was, you know, we we discussed a little bit about how uh, with COVID and everything is, is interrupting some of your flow. Um, but with a lot of the videos that you produce, it, it seems like a lot of the times you've done that, you've, you've been able to be remote and, and sync everything up in some way. So in regard to like video making and that kind of thing, what kind of a toll has these new circumstances put on uh, the old YouTube channel? You know, it's pretty interesting. Initially, I thought like, this is it. I just thought we're toast. And we're like, we're never going to recover, you know, and I even put out a a post to the Patreons and I was like, look, I don't know when we're going to be back because, you know, we're not like I can't have people over my house and, you know, etc. And so and I think probably the next day we have a group chat, you know, with with the band, obviously. And I was saying, hey, guys, you know, this is really kind of sad. And then somebody said, well, I have a microphone. And then somebody else said, well, I also have a microphone. And I was like, well, I have one I could lend out. And like before we knew it, ever we figured out everyone had the ability to record from their home. And wow. so I was just like, well, shit, dude, let's just let's let's do more then, you know, <laughs> like since we're all <laughs> no just stuck at home. Now. Yeah, yeah, let's just do. And so uh, so we did. So we started um, just filming, and it's a little bit more cumbersome because I have to ask the the uh, the band members to do more on their own uh which normally i would i would take care of um you know but but it hasn't really it hasn't really been that much of a problem but it takes a lot more coordination you know i have to do a lot more prep but otherwise it hasn't slowed us down a bit it's kind of made things a little bit easier and we want to produce even more like we're trying to go up to two tunes a month instead of just one Ooh, so wow. uh yeah but don't get too excited because it's like this that second tune would be <laughs> Probably not likely related to video games or pop culture the way we normally do. We'd probably do something like traditional. That would be the the second tune that we would do, um, you know, because I think we also, I th- for us, uh, or at least for me, Mariachi Entertainment System is about legitimacy, right? And for those of us that, you know, we we grew up on video game music, we've been in this fight for many years of trying to legitimize video game music as as art, right? 
That's right. Uh, and, yeah. And so and so we do right. We we're we're trying to convince the rest of the world, you know, with with our covers and with orchestras and with analysis that that our art is is good art. And so it's the same thing with mariachi. Uh, you know, we we want to legitimize that. You know, there's a lot of people that think that mariachi is a bunch of fat drunk dudes, which it is, but <laughs> like not all the time. You know, uh, sometimes they're fat sober dudes that can really play. Uh, oh, they can play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. uh, and so and then within the mariachi community itself, I think we also want to legitimize ourselves and say, hey, you know, we're not just some ringer cats that came in and you know sight read apart like we actually do this uh mariachi thing like for a living and so uh it's all about legitimacy to me uh that was a long spiel but yeah no no you're fine i, I love hearing that because um i never thought of the mariachi side of it because it's um that's it's totally true when you think of like a mariachi band it's it's like okay so you play weddings then or you know like you play bob mitzvah you know you play whatever you play birthdays and it's like a novelty like I introduce people to your music and I describe it as like oh they're they're a mariachi band and but they play video game music and they're like oh it's a it's a novelty thing you know like oh whoop -de whoop de doo and then they hear part of your cover for uh chrono trigger like some some of that or final fantasy 6 and like oh these guys can play <laughs> these guys are really freaking good like this is a real arrangement this is like real music real thought was put into this this isn't just like a fly-by-night kind of a kind of a deal this is this is absolutely legit right i think that's what that's you know that's what we're going for and i think i'm most appreciative that people notice that uh and i think that's why you show it to people because you're for you having had the experience right like i'm pretty sure that you go like this guy's gonna dismiss me right off the bat when i say this but then when he hears it like i'm gonna be cool in his book you know um, yeah. So, so it, it's exactly that. You know, we don't. I, I know that. And actually, a lot of mariachis do do that. They do do the novelty. You know, they do uh, sure. try to do. They try to pull out Super Mario. You know. Um, yeah. And it's and it's very and and I think that and this is not to discredit, but I think that their roundedness in terms of musicianship uh, can be limited sometimes because that's their only experience. And so, right. how to combine one genre with, of music that they know very very well with another one that they don't know at all uh, can be, uh, it can sound like a novelty, um, you know, but I was fortunate enough to have a lot of influences growing up. And so we're combining many uh, and we're not just taking guesses at what we think uh, would sound good. We're doing research and we're, uh, you know, trying to make the, pull the best influences into our music and make that uh, an arrangement that's palatable for everybody. What were some of your influences growing up? Oh Jesus, man! I was such a weird kid. Uh, <laughs> uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know my my dad had me listening to the Eagles and Bob Dylan and Bob Seger and Dire Straits, um, and my brother nice. had me listening to uh, Metallica and Pink Floyd, um, and my mom had me listening to Andrew Lloyd Webber uh and Joan Baez that's, that's pretty and, eclectic uh, right there yeah yeah I mean and and she took me to see the Phantom of the Opera like as a little kid and I was really riveted and then I started playing classical trumpet and then classical music became sort of like that was all I really wanted to listen to uh and it stayed that way for a very very long time probably into college and then in college I started you know experimenting a little bit more and, and trying to branch out into more styles and that's really where I started playing 
uh, mariachi, and I started learning Spanish actually, like in college. Um, so it's 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 been a real weird ride for me. So yeah, I, I have a lot of influence, and I think that some of those influences rub my players the wrong way, uh, like. <laughs> When I voice things for violin or something like, hey, this this voicing is a little bit, uh, it's a little soft here, you know, you don't think you want to put some edge on it? And I'm like, no, I want it to be nice and pristine and, uh, <laughs> you know, beautifully played by classical musicians. So, yeah, I have weird influences, man. I think that's really neat. And I, I want to go back a little bit to what you're talking about. You're like, you know, if we release two a month, that second one will be maybe a more traditional uh, mariachi type tune, not not tied to video games, and I think that's great because one one cool thing about what Alex and I have been able to do here, and and really a lot of it is is to credit Alex, is that he is he's aware of of a lot of important uh, within the gaming community YouTube channels, yours being one of them, and so I get introduced to all kinds of cool stuff. And your stuff is no exception. I, I don't know, honestly, personally, if I would have taken a chance on listening to mariachi um, video game music. I would have been like, I don't know if that's for me. But in preparation for this interview and and listening to you know all of this, all the video game tracks, and then I listened to your AHA oh, cover yeah. earlier today, <laughs> and I've been trying to hit that high note around the house, and my cats are scared. <laughs> Um, I, I'm, I'm bought in. So now I'm like, I'm really interested. I'm, I'm in the mariachi rabbit hole and, and you're my gateway for that. And this was in short order over the period of like 72 hours. I'm now looking for as much as I can take in from your channel. And so I think, you know, more traditional stuff is, is excellent because now I, I can, I, I've had my gateway. So now I'm in and, and I can soak in a little bit more of those, um, traditional um and you know really what it's made out of the legitimate the legitimacy you're talking about and really get entrenched in it so i think that's really cool i i think uh you you've sort of already proven to a lot of folks especially i mean your subs and um you know anyone that's into it that you know you're you're obviously very good musician so bringing the culture uh, more into it is is really cool to me i i hope everybody also enjoys it yeah, that's ex- and I, you know that's exactly the point. You know, is is that uh, you know in our live shows, uh, in the middle of the concert, we throw a couple of just straight traditional songs at the audience, and it's always the most amazing experience because, you know, it's kind of a dick move, you know, uh, because like you're you're telling the audience like, okay, you came here to see one thing, you know, that may or may not be surprising to you. And now we're going to take you on this other like ride that maybe you don't want to get on right now and you're having a great time and it's it's going to end for like a second and um, and and too fucking bad, you know, Uh, (laughs) and it amazes me every time because they get so they get into it like for whatever reason, they really enjoy it. And I'm kind of like and I think it's I I guess it's because of what you're saying is that there's there's sort of like this primer where you're. Kind of like, oh, okay, this is uh, mariachi is maybe something I didn't understand quite so well. You know, here's this thing that bridges the gap kind of, and now I can understand mm. the rest of it. Um, but that's exactly the intention. And so hopefully, you know, if nothing else, we can just get people to uh, start changing the, the stereotypes a little bit instead of five drunk guys, more like four buzzed guys and like, you know, <laughs> and like a really uh, talented woman, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, yeah, maybe there, we can start moving a little bit. So, um, what was I going to say? I can't remember. Uh, shit, you made me laugh with that. You, <laughs> you made me laugh with that comment there, and I lost my. Hey, you know what? Actually, I have a question. Yeah the the intro theme to your podcast. 
What is yeah. that? That's uh, our friend Kulor. He's he's a dude that uh, he's one of the mods of my uh, Sinestrunk uh, Discord chat room, and he he makes music like that, dude, uh, all that, the time. That tune is fucking fire. I'm gonna okay, I, dude. <laughs> I'm, it's gonna, the I'm gonna shit. Cut this out. I'm gonna send this to him like right now because he's gonna be so happy to hear that. Dude, cause... that shit is fucking fire, dude. I like. I heard it and I was just nice. like, all all I could think about was just like, uh, and, I, and, and you know, my mind is so like when it comes to music. Oddly enough, like my mind is not a musical mind. It's a very like analytical thing, you know. And so, number one, I'm thinking like as soon as I hear this, and I'm just kind of like, okay, like a console couldn't pull this off. The polyphony is like way too hardcore for like an actual console to actually play, but. Why would I think that? I'm thinking that because it sounds so like idiosyncratic to what I would hear in a video game, you know. Yeah. So it just sounds so organic to what I would hear like in a in, in an old ass video game, and it was just so fucking slamming. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, he's part of the the chiptune scene now. Uh, he still makes stuff. He's awesome. Everybody listening, go look up Cooler right now. Oh, dude's yeah, badass. Dude. <laughs> yeah, just based on so, that one too, and I was just like, I need to know who this guy is because I need to hear his other stuff, <laughs> and I need to rock out to that guy. He's awesome. He does all sorts of stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, so I have to ask about the name uh, Mariachi Entertainment System. Did you even have like a second name in mind? Because that's just the freaking perfect name. I did, man. I did have another name. Did you? Yeah, what was it? No, it was awful, man. We're not gonna say it here because. <laughs> Shit, man, there's people listening and you know no um, it was that bad i didn't like it i think other people okay. did like they and you know, i'm the worst at naming the only thing that i've given a good name to in my life is my son that's the only <laughs> like thing i've ever been able, but i had come up with awful names the other name and actually you can go look on our channel maybe you remember this uh the mm. original title the original name of our band was dave yard shift i don't remember that awful oh it's awful <laughs> And uh, oh god, it just it makes me. Cre I need a beer. Hold on, just to talk about this. I just need a whole other beer. Um, and it lasted. It lasted for a little while. And I think because I was being really selfish, like I thought I was producing all the content on my own, and I, you know, and I and I kind of was in a way. Uh, you know, I was doing all the video editing. I was doing the arranging and the mixing and recording and mastering. I mean, I was doing most of it. And I thought, well, then this channel will be named after me, and this will be like my stage name. Um, but very quickly, I realized that the people that I was getting to help me out to read the music and do all that, uh, they were like somewhat invested too, and they were enjoying the process. And I thought, okay, well then we need to be more include. I need to be way more inclusive and make sure that, uh, you know, that the people in my quote unquote band feel like they're people in my band. And so yeah. the, the search for a new name began, and uh, it was a Patreon. Uh, uh, subscriber that suggested it, and uh, I, I remember his name. His name is Sayed Harash Asanisade. I fucking practiced that shit like for like a week before I said that on the channel. <laughs> wow. So uh, yeah, yeah. And he thought of it, and I was just kind of like, we'll use that. And so it's just it, that's the way it's been since. That's fantastic, man. I love it. Yeah, no, it's um I think that was the, one of the first things that like drew me to your your channel was like, man, that's like the best name ever. Like and then uh that's the other thing you brought it up, your your bandmates. Oh yeah. They're yeah. so they're so professional and and everything sounds so incredibly professional. 
even remotely when you guys play. You guys sound like absolute pros. You are absolute pros. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody in the band is very seasoned. They all have a lot of experience playing playing live. I've I've seen some of your storytelling stuff on YouTube where you guys or where you tell stories about uh, like where uh, I think it was uh, Doomsday almost you know jammed the trumpet down uh yeah yeah, the trumpet yeah. player's mouth or something like yeah, that yeah that shit was crazy man that's man that's bananas that she even saw she that. just turned the wrong direction she didn't know yeah yeah she like and she just, just kind of froze but you know what that's that's crazy man uh you know and you know what i remember you like i remember you were on our channel like early like early on like, this we was were- back and uh i think it was the turtles in time or no it was it had to have been cr- like a chrono trigger video or something like that um or no was, wait you know what it was you were it was, was it the Chrono star Trigger? wars throne it was the star wars throne room thing because i remember making a comment on that video and saying something like because it was so well done and i it was so unexpected and i was just like you know what i'm gonna do you know what someone should do someone should like remake the the throne room scene scene in star wars and uh edit it so everybody's wearing sombreros and just play this, play this song over it instead because it'd be so much better. But uh, yeah, and then I think you, like you, you guys did Chrono Trigger, the Millennial Fair, which is a classic, absolute classic. And um, I think you did a Ninja Turtles one after that too. Right, I can't remember which one. But yeah, it was the yeah. it was the Turtles in Time. Um, but I think yeah, I think I think you were there because I remember seeing your comment, and I was like, what the shit? Like I watched this guy's videos. Like, why is he watching mine? This is stupid. And I turn off my computer. Why I wouldn't scared. I watch yours? I was scared. I was scared, Alex. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> <Come> on, <man. laughs> yeah, I didn't know what to do. So I was just like, oh, turn it off. But uh, yeah, Come you on, were man. there. You were there early, and I was just. And I remember telling people. I remember telling them, like, dude, like, I'm a fan of this guy, and they didn't get it. Like, I think like non-YouTube people don't get it. You know, they don't get like the YouTube community when you tell them the guy that I watch watches me. Like, it sounds creepy, you know, but like, it's cool, you know, it's super cool. Out of context, that does sound creepy, but yeah, no, it is definitely cool. Yeah. I have, so I have a couple guys that are like way more popular than me that are subscribed to me. It's, it's pretty cool to see their name on the, on the sub list for sure. But yeah, it's, um, no, I, I loved your arrangements and just the quality and just the, the professionalism of the whole production of everything. Like Tara's theme of Final Fantasy VI is amazing sounding that's like, crazy man you know two yeah. things two things and, uh, and especially because you mentioned terrace theme you know like terrace theme is is one of the ones where i like like i like our version of it and not, not to say that you know i'm like oh i think we're great but I, I do like our version of it but i also think that our that version of our version of that tune excuse me like many others um is really really simple like there i don't feel like there was a lot of thought that went into like how to orchestrate it like it just it just made sense in my mind. Like we'll just do this, this, and yeah. this, and this. Like almost. You guys like are. It's you not. You guys a, already have like the the flute there. You guys already have right. the violin. Right. You right. Guys exactly. Already, and then the the trumpet. It, like it makes it makes sense where to put that. Yes. And, exactly. See. So yeah. so I'm I'm basically saying like, it's not that hard. <laughs> and so I'm like I'm I'm always <laughs> terrified that like some other group is gonna do the same thing. Um, but it also speaks to like you were, you know you had these really great things to say about our our players and. I'm glad because man, these cats—they're so stupid good, um, and they all do like different things like really, really well. 
And holy crap, this shit. Yeah, man. They, they, we they wouldn't not have this without them. Yeah, it's great. Chewy, man. Chewy's a stupid horn player. Like, that guy is just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous, man. Yeah, Dude's a beast. Yeah, man. He's insane. <laughs> and then uh, Doomsday. Man, she plays oh, flute. What and, can't she do? Yeah, I know exactly. I think uh, she can't. You know what? I'll tell you what she can't do. She cannot enjoy her own performance. That's what she can't do. <laughs> no way. She just hates it. Like, dude, I, I wish I could send, show you the screenshots that I have, like, where, like, <laughs> and then I guess maybe you've noticed, uh, Alex, that, like, I call everybody dad, you know? You do, yeah. <laughs> like, I call, I, like, I just call everybody dad, and I have texts from her <laughs> where she's like, we'll put out a video, and I'll, I'll tell everybody, hey, the video's live, and she'll she'll text me, like, maybe five minutes. She's like, dad, I want to throw up, you know, <laughs> like, uh, dad, <laughs> take it down. <laughs> What's the is so the dad thing is just your thing? Uh, kind of, yeah. It was when I was and I was actually doomsday, but um, when I found out I was gonna be a father. Um, oh, I don't okay. know if you, oh, gotcha. all right. Have you ever seen? Did you ever watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Uh, there's this scene in there where they're where the character Marshall is recalling, or he's he's like he's in they're in childbirth. Lily and Marshall are in childbirth. And like the baby comes out, and then like Ted's character, sort of like freeze frame is, and he reminisces on this moment that they had when they were in college, where Marshall staples his shirt to his bicep, you know. <laughs> and right as he does it, you know, he he's about to scream in pain, and it freeze frames again, and Bob Saget goes, "That guy's a dad," you know. Uh, and we laughed about that because Doomsday was telling me she was like, "Dude, like you're gonna be a dad." And then I was like, I know, Dad. And she was like, Dad, like, don't, you know. And then it just kind of stuck. And then we just called everybody Dad. You know? <laughs> nice. nice. So speaking of the band and all the band members, I mean, wh- what was everybody doing before Mariachi Entertainment System? It seems like they're they're pretty, as, as Alex was alluding to, pretty well seasoned uh, musically. Were they all in their own bands? or they were waiting, know, were they-, they were waiting for us to form. No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah and actually... I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of impression people get, but I think MES is like probably one of the last thing things on their list of priorities just in their daily lives because like they do. Uh, let me think. I'll go down the line because I need to shout out to all of them because I, I do appreciate yeah. them. Uh, Take your time, I'm, man. I'm, I'm going to start over here on the right on, in my mind. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Doomsday, like she, so she was, I think she was in college when I met her. And uh, she wasn't doing anything, just going to school. And so I was just like, hey. And since then, mariachi, like you were saying, Alex, like it's so luc- it can be so lucrative. Um, yeah. She's just kind of been able to do that since, since she got her degree. And so she plays professionally basically five, six days a week. Um, I, f- I follow her on Twitter, and she's she's got some like interesting tweets where she's like if one person requests this song one more time i'm gonna freaking scream yeah, and yeah i can't yeah. help but laugh yeah man that's the whole you know that's one of the, actually one of the reasons why i'm not like a, a full-time mariachi man like god it's yeah. some, of, some of that's anyway but that's what she does um over and the next sean dude sean he actually used to be he's our bass player he used to mm. be um a student of mine when he was in high school i was his teacher um oh, and every, no yeah and then every now and then like when he gets mad at me he'll 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 dismiss me and say okay mr ortiz you know like 
like, oh. and, and be like dude fuck you you know like like he knows what he's doing um, that's awesome yeah but it, i gotta give him props for that that's funny <laughs> yeah he does that shit uh he, he's a teacher and he's a really really good teacher uh nice. i think his degrees in voice and so like that's what he does um chewy man chewy fucking weird man uh <laughs> because he's such a good horn player like he's Chewie is probably like the top call trumpet player in San Antonio for mariachi, and he's uh, he he's a trainer at the police academy. Uh, he used wow. to be a prison guard. Yeah. Uh, Damn. Right. And so, oh man, there's this great story that I can't tell about how we got into <laughs> a fight at a bar, and um, I thought Chewie was gonna save me because he's this he's kind of this buff dude, and he didn't save me. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh no. Oh but, god. Uh, <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> but we won, so it doesn't matter. That's good. Uh, <laughs> That's the important thing. Right, right. No, man, the guy's just a beast horn player, though. And it's just, it's just always funny to me that he's he's like an ex-prison guard like and a badass horn player. Uh, super funny <laughs> guy. You know? combo. Yeah, one, one, one of my favorite things about him is like, dude, you could be at a club with Chewie. Like, uh, you, and I mean like a club, like a, you know, and Chewie will just talk in his regular speaking voice, like, it, like no matter how far away you are from him, like he doesn't lean into your ear and like talk to you. He'll just talk to you like from a normal, like four foot distance, like in his normal volume like, and you can't hear him because you're in a freaking club and he just thinks it's okay. You know, um, <laughs> I never, and I always tell him about me. that. Why is that so funny? I don't know. And I always tell him, like, dude, you gotta, like, you gotta talk louder. And he's like, yeah. And then, like, that's it. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, Alana, Alana plays flute. Alana's, oh my God. She's incredible because she's class, super classically trained. Uh, she's also a, a teacher. Uh, but one day I was, man, I was really struggling and I was like, I can't get out arrangements. You know, I gotta freaking day job and stuff and it's too hard to write all this music and we were in the middle of an album and it was really hard and alana's like well i can try because i think she she said she had taken orchestration and some other bullshit class in college she's like i can try and i'm like are you sure and so she tried and long story short her arrangements have wound up being some of our best arrangements uh oh, you know nice. despite the fact that she had never written for mariachi before at all um and she's and some of her arrangements have uh, i think our arrangement of theme of love is hers and i absolutely love it and chewie kills it on that one um but she did theme of love yeah she did that one for final fantasy 4 yeah 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 wow yeah she did the arrangement okay it's really 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 good and i think so we have i a- thought I thought you did all the arrangements, so that's not the case. Like somebody else will like pitch in or on occasion, like, give you man. Ideas and stuff on yeah? occasion. Yeah, well, like it's probably easier to point out the ones that I didn't do uh, because okay. I because I do do almost all of them. Uh, I was gonna say that's pretty cool though. So it's people, you're you're cool with people like coming up to you with like, hey, Shit, I got this idea, yeah, dude. I keep telling them, man. I love that. I keep telling them like, do you all want to play something? Write it and we'll do it. I don't even care what it is. I love it. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but they're lazy. But it, <laughs> 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 no, but uh, but yeah, like just whoever. And I tell I tell them like whatever. Like you, you know, you, you want to play something, write it, and we'll we'll play it. I don't care. Um, Alana's done probably the second most after me. Um, uh, but yeah, and and we have like one or two maybe that Gilberto did, our, our former guitar player. Um, but uh, yeah, most of them I do. Like, if it's a really, really good one and you're like, hey, Dave, did you write that one? I probably didn't write it. 
<laughs> so, of course, obviously. Right, right. Go without saying at this point, folks. Come on. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Sable. Oh, Sable is a funny one. The violin player. Uh, <laughs> that guy is super quiet. Like he's dead quiet. Like he hardly ever talks. But then, but like, but then he does, and he just goes along with whatever humor you throw at him. You know. And it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I remember one time I was playing some lick. We were playing a, a, a gig, to, well, not a gig, but like a, at a restaurant together. And uh, he's he's also a teacher, but he, you know, he plays gigs at night. And uh, he says, uh, and, and he says, hey, I like that lick. It's kind of jazzy. And I said, did you say, did you say jizzy? And he goes, <laughs> it's real jizzy. You know, like he just like went with it. He was like, yeah, it's real jizzy. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, but like dead serious, you know, he's like super deadpan. Um, and he's he's the only reason we have like a good violin section because, like, man, I cannot teach. And so he takes over and he goes over the music when we have live shows and he's the one that puts that together for our violin players because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, Carlton, Car- oh, man, Carlton, um, God, that guy's stupid talented too. He plays pretty much every instrument better than he plays every other instrument that he plays. Um, so he plays bass better than he plays viola, better than he plays guitar, better than he plays violin, better than he plays, better than he sings. You know, I mean, he's just so stupid. Um, and I don't remember how I actually got a hold of him. He's another one that's super quiet. But he comes and he plays shows and he's just like, he just shows up, he works, he's awesome and... He's a workhorse, man. People uh, just gravitate to you, man. That's that's, that's the only explanation. They they, just, yeah, they that just, that they, might they, be they, the problem. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but and then oh, dude, Eric, Eric's a good one. He's he's the last one. Eric's hilarious because Eric was a fan of MES. And, oh, nice! I love it. Oh, that's and cool. He reached out to me one day and he said, "Hey, man, like I live here in San Antonio. I just wanted to say I'm a mariachi." And I was like, "Yeah, Eric, I know. I played with you last week. Like, fuck, like, and." Uh, he says, you know, I'm, I'm this huge fan of MES. I think what you're doing is great, blah, 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 all that stuff. And then uh, I said, hey, you want a job? And he was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, rehearsal's <laughs> next Tuesday. Like, you better be here because we don't have any violin players. Um, and, man, that guy is dedicated as shit, man. He has MES merch that, like, none of us have. <laughs> like, he gets custom-ordered shit, and he's like, check out this cool phone case. And we're like, the fuck did you get that, dude? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, dude, like, take orders or some shit. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what the hell that is, man? It's some of us, that stuff, man. What the hell? Yeah, Don't dude, like, it. I want a phone case, bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, but that's that's Eric. <laughs> nice. But anyway, those are that's all my funny guys. funny as hell, man. I love it. That's funny as hell. Yeah, my cheeks hurt from, from that roster oh, rundown. Man. That was really that good. Was, that I was think. great. With all those players in the band, how hard is it to organize anything to get to get you guys together or to practice or to do what you got to do? Is it difficult? It's impossible. It can't be done. <laughs> There's no, uh, you know, no. It's, it's it's actually not that bad. You know, we're so lucky that everybody. I think everybody likes it. I hope everybody likes it. Um, and I think uh, what a lot of people do when they try to organize a, a group is they say, well, is Wednesday good for everybody? Oh, no, I can't. Okay, how about Thursday? You know, that kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> and, and you can't do it that way. You know, you just have to say, we rehearse on Mondays, period. And, yeah. And, like, you know, this Monday, who can't make it? Okay, you're not going to make it. But, like, within three Mondays, everybody better be here. Like, start being here. Uh, and, that you know, that usually works for us. So. See, I... I 
used to be into writing music and stuff like that and making my own arrangements and recordings and that sort of stuff. But I just don't have that in my personality to be like that, to be like that authoritative oh, and to yeah, be that, yeah, yeah. that, that, that kind of organized, you know what I mean? Where I no, just, yeah, yeah, I I just, I just and it's, it's a tough thing for me to be like, to like lay, to bring the hammer down and be like, listen, yeah, you're yeah. not going to be here. Right. It's like, right, I'm, right. Because no, you it's, know. it's easy for, it's easy for me to be like, well, I'm lucky to have this person play my stuff at all. But uh, so I don't want to lose this person. But, uh, you know, if I, I, I risk losing them if I, you know, get mad at them and, and give the, start getting, giving them orders and stuff like that. And, and I don't want to be a dick or anything like that. But you're not afraid to do that. You, you just like do that. And everybody likes the music enough. Yeah. Well, that. yeah, kind of. I think that there's also like a. You know, you're, you're saying that you kind of don't have the personality to be that sort of uh, like lay the wood that much. But, yeah. you know, but when you do it enough, like when you're when you're yourself enough that you end up wasting so much time, it sort of comes naturally. Like, you know, after a couple of times of going, hey, can everybody come on Sunday? No. OK, how about Monday? <laughs> and how about Tuesday? OK, well, we just won't rehearse this week. Like after a couple of times of doing that and wasting your time, it comes yeah. out naturally. You just go, "All right, look, okay. assholes, be here on Monday." Period. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I can I can totally relate to that. I know what you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because you get sick of that. You yeah, get you sick do. of like, I oh, I just I don't feel like it. It's like, dude, right. I don't care how you feel. Right, just get right, here. right. Yeah, yeah, and 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 actually. You know, and and I tell, and and actually, a lot of people advocate for us. You know, when we do have, it's rare that somebody says, "Oh, you know, I'm not really feeling it" or whatever. But we have good advocates. You know, uh, Doomsday tells a lot of people she'll be like, "Guys, we rehearse like two weeks out of the year. Like, <laughs> fucking be here. You know, like just be here. <laughs> you know, quit it's making not excuses. That, it's yeah, not that it's hard. Not that hard. You know, we're not like everybody else. That's every week. You know, and and it is. And then. Uh, we do wind up like around Christmas having a bunch because that's around when our shows, you know, around the new year, um, you know, we start having having more rehearsals and stuff. So uh, and this year, shit, I don't know what the hell we're going to do, man. Fucking COVID. And <sighs> I don't know, man. So, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's it's fun. I do have to ask, though, if, you know, some of the live shows that you've that you've been to. Um, and again, to, to forget about COVID for a second and think back to the past when you're able to do things like Pack South uh-huh. and and uh, Magfest and that kind of stuff, I, I'm sure that that energizes interest in the group. Like they're going to get to play in front of a huge crowd and, and people that love video game music specifically, hundreds of them, if not thousands. It, it, tell us a little bit about those experiences. What is what is that like? You know, it's it's a mixture, and I mean, you got to go back to the the fact that. Again, we're we're we are seasoned. You know, we have been on stage many times, uh, and 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 I don't mean to diminish um, the quality of the attention that we get at some of those places. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to say here that it's it's not a big crowd or anything that because because it is, um, but they are not. You know, it, it, but they're not like the biggest crowds that we've played for just just in our professional careers. You know, and right. and not just that, but a lot of times, like I said, um, some of these shows can get in the way of the professional life you know uh i remember pax dude uh yeah pax south i remember last just last year you know sean was kind of like god i'm at work i have this content a concert contest to watch my kids at like it's gonna be a close call for me to make it on time and that's his job 
that's 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 what pays him. You know, I can't tell him um, ditch those guys, you know, and just come straight here, um, you know, or for Doomsday too. You know, she's kind of like, hey, you know, I have this restaurant uh, that's gonna pay me three hundred bucks tonight. Like, you know, I'm basically missing it to come do this this show, which is gonna be fun. Uh, but you know, have have a life to 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 live, and and uh, so fortunately, again, going back to everybody enjoys it enough to we make it work. You know, we make it work, uh, and the crowds are responsive enough that it is amazing. It is amazing to see people, uh, you know, respond to our music and be so receptive and and so loving. And for about three hours, there, you know, we feel like gods. You know, sure. uh, but um, but yeah, I think that I think the thing that really motivates us to keep doing it is just to to execute good music, you know, because if if we did it only for the crowd, I think we'd hardly ever do it, <laughs> you know. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good, though. That mean, yeah, that's that's actually encouraging to me. Like that, that tells me that you love the craft enough that you're not just going to go away because people didn't show up one time. Or be, you know you're gonna keep keep going at it because you love the music. I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, we we really do, and and I think you have to because, man, just like you know, like I said, we we've played in our share of huge venues with huge crowds, um, but you know our regular job we're, we're we're not kidding ourselves. You know our our regular job is to play in front of five or six people at a table, you know for for three hours taking all the requests. I mean that's our normal job, uh, and we're not above that. You know, we're we're never above doing that. That's that's our work. You know, so uh, so we, we you have to love it, man. If you don't if you don't love doing it, man, I don't know what the hell you're in it for. <laughs> <laughs> it's a working musician's life for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what, that's why I got a day job. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you mentioned uh, gods earlier, which reminded me of David Wise, one of my favorite musicians. Uh, what was it like sharing a stage with him? I know you have a whole video about it. You were at Magfest. I was actually at that Magfest, but I missed that concert probably because I was passed out from doing something else. It too was late. late. It was late. Long. It was a late show. Uh, but yeah, but what, I mean, what was that like in interacting with him and, and doing all that stuff? Because again, David Wise is a huge, huge influence for me and a, a big reason why I love the NES in general. David Wise, man, that guy, we were so bogged down with travel. Uh, you know, if you want to know the story how that happened, there's a, there's a video for it. But um, but we were so bogged down with travel. By the time we got there and we were in the green room behind the stage and kind of waiting to go on there, we didn't have a chance to, like, really run through or tell him or meet him or anything like that. And then he was just standing there, you know, and I was like, shit. <laughs> and um, and I was like, uh, like, what do you call him? Like, 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 who calls you by your first and last name all the time? Like, it's not like I was gonna go up there and be like, "Hello, David Wise. Nice to meet you, David Wise." <laughs> you know, um, the Mr. Wise. That sounds so stupid. You know, Mr. like, Wise, you know, uh, David. Dave. Yeah, like Dave. Like, and then I'm just like, my name's David, and I'm not gonna call him by my name. This is ridiculous. So I'm just like overthinking it, and I was just like. So I didn't even say any, like, make any introductions. I was just like, went up to him, and I was like, yeah. Uh, nice to meet you and uh man he was super cool man he was just so nice and uh and i warned him i said hey look i'm gonna throw like do you drink because <laughs> because i'm gonna throw some tequila at you and then he's um nice. and then he has he, and then he's like uh oh tequila yeah and i said yeah yeah is that okay with you and he's like yeah yeah from yeah let's go 
And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, right on, right on, right on. And I said, okay, here we go. And uh, we get on stage. And then, he, and then like, I was going to introduce him. And then he's just standing there again. He's like a ninja. Yeah, he was just like, and I was, and uh, somebody had to, like, yell at me, like, hey, look, fucking David Wise is on stage. And I was like, shit, I didn't get to introduce him. And so I had to play that off. And I was acting all drunk. I'm like, and if it isn't David Wise, he's on stage with us. Um, and then he had agreed to, we had agreed to take a certain form of the song. Uh, this isn't in that video, but we had agreed to like, he was going to take one chorus. He's like, I'm just going to take one chorus and then we'll move on to the next section. And so I was like, okay, cool. One chorus, you know, we got you. And so we just did one chorus and then like, I'm about to move on. But then I look at him and he's like still going. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. And then like, he took like, and I was like, okay, I guess, I guess we're doing two, you know? And then I was like, so now I'm like just watching him, watching him, watching him. And then I'm thinking maybe he's going to take a third one. And then like right at the last second, at the end of that chorus, he like looks straight at me. I was like, shit. And uh, <laughs> we were going, we were going on. I was like, you know, and so. Uh, oh, he, man. That's and stressful. oh, I got a good story about him, too. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> so we're not supposed to, but we, we went and played hallway concerts at MacFest because we were just like. Dude, I saw this, that. You know, like fuck somebody. This. Like, I forget it. who it was. Somebody posted videos of you guys playing, uh-huh. like in the hallways <laughs> and shit. It was freaking awesome. I was like, oh my god, I want to be there right now. Dude, it, it was, was so amazing. Cool. It was the most amazing experience. I mean, in that atrium in Magfest. I don't know if you've ever been to Magfest, but I mean, that atrium is huge. And uh, you know, we just walked around playing some some hallway stuff. And there's a bar there in the atrium. And I was, I told the guys, I was like, let's just go take that shit over. Let's just go play at that bar. You know, this is what we do for a living. Let's just fucking go. And so we went, and David Wise is fucking sitting there with his band drinking beers, right? And uh, <laughs> and uh, we asked him to play with us, and he had his sax, and he played a tune with us, and, you know, gave him a hug or whatever, and just like, hey, thanks. You know, he was so nice. And while I wasn't looking, uh, Fernando, who's actually Doomsday's husband, he was with us too, and he's like selling merch, He's and he's such a salesperson, you know? And uh, he's, you know, he's holding up shirts and he's like, I don't want to go back with a, a full suitcase. Somebody's got to buy this off of me. You know, he's just being the salesperson. And <laughs> then um, one of my other guys who was there helping us out, he comes up to me. He's like, dude, Fernando just sold a shirt to David Wise. <laughs> and I was just like, what? And he's like, dude, Fernando just took David Wise's money and like sold him a fucking shirt. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Like we could have given him one. You know, yeah. and he's like, nah, he sold it, man. I think he upcharged him too because he thought he had money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Try to get that rare money. Get that rare money. Yeah, so. Uh, he's got all that rare money. He does, man. But yeah, he, that was, uh, he was super cool, super nice. Probably one of the biggest highlights of my playing career. Nice. That's really cool, man. Love I, it. That's awesome. Whew. Man, hey, we're, we're, like, these blue moons don't, they're not joking. <laughs> so, so I gotta say, man, they're not, you know. I thought they were joking. They were not. I thought they were too. They were not joking. I was laughing at oh, first. I was like, "Oh, this is a good joke." And then serious? They were dead fucking serious. <laughs> so I got to I got to ask you, you showed up or MES I should say, showed up on the Guacamole 2 soundtrack. So Yes. Yes. How did that work? Like what kind of direction did you get from the dev team? Were oh, they just like man. just do your thing or No, they were like, not did at they all. Did they tell like, you anything? Well, okay, so it, it started off with a tweet, I think. Uh, I think someone tweeted, hey, why isn't MES on this soundtrack? 
And like I tweeted back, I was like, "Yeah, why isn't MES on this soundtrack?" <laughs> and then like um, one of the one of the main de- head developers, he messaged me and he was like, "Do you want to talk about this for real?" And I was like, "Shit, yeah, dude." Uh, so he he messaged me and basically he said, "We have a cutscene that we think maybe like a real mariachi would fit good in." And uh, and I thought, "Oh shit!" Like cuts. I mean, that's basically like because I don't have voice actors. So a cutscene is basically like a freaking open theater, like it's like a big stage for the music, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they said we need original music. They had a guide track or like a, a temp track, you know. I guess the way they do in film. Um, and and I learned a lot because I lied. I lied to the guy. This is a, I, if you saw my David Wise video, you saw that I lied to David Wise. Why well, I lied to uh, the developers <laughs> at Quacomani because they said they said do you compose music. And I lied. I said, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course I compose music. Come on. Come on. Who doesn't? Who's not composing music these days? And um, <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, right. And so, so they're like, great, because we want some original music here. And they sent me the temp track. And I had all these fantastic ideas. And they didn't really give me much direction initially. They just said, make it sound something like this. And uh, actually, it was the temp track that they had was, uh, it, was uh, the, it was like Bouncer's Castle from Super Mario World. Um, that was the, that was like the temp track, and so I started I started writing, and and they and then I I just I I sent it to him, and I was so proud. I was like, oh, I wrote a really good tune, and they hated it, man. They just fucking hated what? it. What? Yeah, they were just like, and and they were nice about it, you know. Uh, but yeah. they, but they were just like, nah, this is not working out at all. Like, yeah. you know, there's a problem here. There's a problem here. That's a problem never here. a good feeling. Yeah. Right. Right. No, I I just felt really shitty, but I was like, okay, okay, I'll let them fire me. You know, before I quit. So, uh, so I, you know, I took another whack at it, and they were much more pleased with the second thing. And and that time they did give me some direction. They said, you know, like do this, that, and the other. And, and we did wind up carving out um, uh, something that was like kind of like it's an original tune that, that, that I wrote. Um, and uh, so that was that. But then I kind of said, hey, well, you know, you have a main theme. You have a main theme that's very reminiscent, at least from the beginning, on, on other main themes. Uh, Zelda, most notably, and I said, but you know, and it's great, it's fantastic. I love, I love uh, the Guacamole Two version because it has a sort of, it has like a, a mix of organic instruments and kind of chip tuny things. It does, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, Peter Chapman, and so he, uh, so I said, you know, why don't we have a, a, a like an actual live mariachi version of that tune? I mean, it's Guacamole, and they were all about it. They just said, yeah, yeah, cool. And so I reached out to Peter Chapman. He gave me the temp, the the MIDI files and everything, and I and I just you know kind of stuck exactly to that. I added a lot of extra stuff because um, I just wanted to show off. You know, I put a vihuela solo and <laughs> screaming trumpet. You know, I called all my friends. I was like, you have to play on this track. Like you're gonna be immortalized in indie PlayStation Four history. And it is, yeah. yeah There's yeah. some pressure there where it's like I I have to get this right because this this might be my only thing that I get to do Shit, in this yeah. environment. So it's like I got to get it right. So yeah, there's there's got to be a lot of pressure there. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. So we did, and then, oh my god, and then uh, that that track that we did, the uh, basically the mariachi version of their main theme, uh, when placed it when Sony came out with the commercial with the launch trailer. For Guacamelee 2, it's our track playing on the freaking launch trailer. Oh, dude. And I was sitting at nice. home, like, crying and shit. <laughs> awesome. So that's cool, yeah. Nice job, Dad. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Dad. <laughs> Appreciate you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, All man. right. Where are we uh, at? Alex, should we jump into some listener questions real yeah, quick? Yeah, we, we got to jump into some listener questions about just gaming in general. Oh, yeah. Let's um, Chris S. asks, have you ever considered designing a 16-bit game of your own or what you'd really like to see in a Super Nintendo-style game? Notice man. how he always keeps things at Super Nintendo. Cause, yes, know, man. That's, that's the best, you the best know, system. I, uh, I feel geez. like... Obviously. I feel like that's my life's mission is to make uh, a, a 16-bit style, kind of like uh, Octopath Traveler. Uh, oh. Basically an RPG that's basically my life's work because I do everything. I make film, I make music, you know, I animate... And to me, like a video game, like it's the most comprehensive, like form of art that you could possibly make. And so that is my life's goal, is to make a game. It's a good point. It it kind of incorporates everything, doesn't it? It's it's got everything. the interact. It's it's got the visual of a film. It's got the audio of traditional music, and then it's got the interactiveness of a video game. So it's like the hardest thing to get right it's because it's yeah. three different things. <clears throat> it's a good point. I haven't thought of it that way before. No, it is. It's the Damn. most. It's the most comprehensive thing, and like every kind of artist. And and now that you have games that have, you know, that they have these cohesive art styles where you have directors that are trying to get. I mean, they're like filmmakers, basically. I mean, look at yeah, uh, look at Kojima. You know what he was doing with Metal Gear Solid One. I mean, he was already starting to make movies uh, with with video games. And so yeah, it's it, it is absolutely. The most comprehensive form of art that I, I, I it's my life's mission, dude. I'm, I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Get after it. Right. You know, that yeah, makes yeah, me, dude. when you say it that way, it makes me excited because it's like, how long for it did it take for film to get to where it needed to get to for people to, you know, start really getting artistic with it? It took like 30 years or something like that or 35, 40 years. Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. A film is a funny one, man. Like a film is a funny one too because I feel like uh, it starts. Uh, y- you have these thespian. I mean, acting has been around for so long, you know. Yeah, and exactly. They, and 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 even in the beginning of film, they're shooting film like it's a play in the beginning, you know, with with these long takes and and kind of thing. And 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 then they start developing uh, emotional cues that are tied to the filmmaking process. And so yeah, it takes a while, you know. And I th- feel like we're at that point with video games where. You can do it with almost any style, and that's why we have retro style video games because now you can tell those stories. Uh, where maybe on a, on an actual sixteen bit console, we just weren't ready for it then, you know. That's yeah. right. That's a great point. Uh, I, I'm thinking of Ghost of Tsushima, which is what my girlfriend's playing lately, and I, I see how that plays out in a story playing in a in a storytelling. Uh, sequence and it's kind of crazy where it's you know you 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 it's mission based and you go to this map and you you choose where you want to go and there's so many different facets it's like going from 3d to 4d basically (laughs) it's really like next level shit it's really crazy hey but Um, alex you don't you don't like you don't really like play new games right Sometimes. Um, <laughs> I just watch my girlfriend play new games, oh. and I make judgments. 
<laughs> this isn't like the old. It's not like the way they used to make them. <laughs> I know, right? No, it's I. I like my old shit. I really do. Um, no, I like watching my girlfriend play because then I can just like sit back and just like, like oh, I should have done that. Why didn't you do that? No, <laughs> I'll bet she loves Man. that too. Backseat oh, gamer. She, I bet she, she loves, loves it, every yeah. second of it. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a whole other thing, man. Like, you know, have you ever seen uh, girlfriend reviews? I have. Yeah, uh, that's uh, the dude and the gal. Where um, they've been around a long time too. They've been around like five, as long as I have at least. Really? Like five or six years? No. Oh yeah, they've been around a long. No way. Time. There's it, no way. I, I'm saying, are you talking about girlfriend versus? No, no, no. I'm reviews. talking about girlfriend reviews. Girlfriend reviews. They've been around for like a year. They are. They just hit a million. Oh, okay. I don't know what that oh. is. Dude, you got to check it out. Already? Uh, yeah, they're like Jeez. they're super good. Uh, I really like girlfriend reviews. Uh, but it's 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 basically it's it's the same. Like I guess it's a, a guy and a girl, their boyfriend and girlfriend. The guy plays, and the girl. The the tag at the beginning of the game is like take. Something like Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? She'll say, this is not a review of Final Fantasy VII Remake. This is what it's like to live with someone who plays Final <laughs> Fantasy VII Remake. And it's, That's perfect. it's brilliant. But what I was going to say was, I think you have another thing going there. You've kind of got like boyfriend backseat gamer going on with what you're doing. <laughs> you should make a whole other channel, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking it. at their, uh, their thumbnails now, and it's funny to me. The whole first year was just that meme of the... Uh, the 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 couple walking down the street and the guy looking back at the cute girl that just walked by right. and the girlfriend giving him the look all of them are like that but right. the, but the cute girl that walked by are all of the characters from the video game that's right. perfect it's right. so good it's brilliant you guys should check that I love that sh- that channel man it's it's uh, the writing is so good and and the, that girl is she's so perfect for for the uh, for for I guess I, I, like I don't want to say acting. But you know you do you do like kind of like you know because you do like Alex There's you know, be you some know that you're giving a review but you also write a script right yeah so it's 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 produced but it's not contrived yeah exactly you know what I mean so I don't want to like I don't want to say she's like acting like it's fake but you know she's she it's a produced show and it, it's it's really good though yeah yeah that's cool ba- back to the question from Chris should we get back to that question oh yeah we got um, on topic. He, he, <laughs> he was asking, "What what are what sixteen uh, bit game would you make if you're going to make a game?" Uh, I, I again, obviously, if you've ever seen my YouTube channel, I haven't had a, a, an original idea in my life. But um, as part of that, I think no one has. Uh, I would love I, like some like more of ActRaiser one somehow. Just give me ActRaiser three. Just forget two happened, and just make a, a third one that that does all the things one did, maybe a little bit better. Uh, and I think that's I think that's where I'm at. I want something more like that. I like that. So yeah. we're re- remaking games. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Again, I have never had Ooh. an original idea. Man, that was cold life. as ice. I steal I steal all my ideas from you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> what was the original question? What can you repeat that again? I don't know. Damn. You deleted it uh, from the sheet here, but it was. Oh, I didn't delete it. I undoed something, and something <laughs> happened, and. You I undid re- all of the all of the words I that guess, were there, but <laughs> well, I don't know what 80, I did. Six point two percent is that what you got? Uh, uh, that, six point five. The, the, oh, that monks bad. man my is bad. doing that it. Point three percent is making a difference right now. Uh, he asks something along the lines of basically make a Super Nintendo game. What would it be? Oh, it would be a beat 'em up RPG. 
and I know that already kind of exists with uh, um, there's the River City Ransom. I forget what it's called in Japanese, but um, they oh. do their their own thing in in a Super Famicom game that's since been translated by a fan patch. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Like it's 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 like super dramatic. Like you beat this first, you know, it's like playing Final Fight, and you beat the first level, and there's like five minutes of like dialogue. <laughs> it's like all this stuff happening, and like, oh god, we gotta get over here, but why? But wait, what about this guy? We gotta get over here. Which way should we go? And it's like split paths and all that sort of stuff. It's like Heck I yeah. guess I guess that would be my my answer is like something along the lines of like a beat 'em up RPG style kind of like along the lines of that and the Dungeons and Dragons uh Shadows of Mystara kind of a thing where you have split paths but you know you have a lot of split paths you've got like four split paths instead of just two or you've got like you know you, you can you can introduce all sorts of different elements to it instead of just like well you can save the girl or you can go <laughs> to your dad or something like that you know some dumb <laughs> shit thanks like dad that. you know like whatever but uh yeah did you get that, to play, that's what i would do did you get to play river city girls i have not played that yet it's on my i bought it it's in my steam list and i haven't played it yet it's i played it i liked it a lot yeah yeah it's great i love it Okay, we have one more question here from Hal42. They ask, what is your go-to puzzle game? And they add, and why is it Tetris Attack? And I can speak first to this. Oh. I actually dabbled in Tetris. I hadn't played Tetris, Tetris Attack in my life up until a couple uh, months ago. And I tried it, and it, it was very addictive, but I wasn't sure why the game was so mean to me. I was like, why <laughs> Why are things happening? Why are you mad? But uh, I did have fun with it, even though I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So I guess it is Tetris Attack. I loved it. Wow. No, Tetris Attack is weird because it has nothing to do with Tetris, and there's right. no attacking. <laughs> so it's like, I agree. What do, so it's like, what do I do with this information? Yeah. Uh, no, I agree so with that. After that, uh, no, I would agree. Tetris Attack is my favorite. I don't even know what it would be second place. Wow. I guess second place would probably be like Bust a Move or something like mm. that. Uh, no, Tetris Attack is is there's no tetris there's no attacks so but at the same time it's like oh this is a great game it's there's a a ton of puzzles there's a ton of like strategy that goes along there's a lot of forethought that's involved in like okay where do i you know where do i put this in the future and that sort of stuff you know color matching and shape matching and that sort of stuff and it's i really like that game a lot so yeah cool we're all in agreement here. What about uh, what about you? No, I, uh, you know, I actually, I don't know why I'm, why am I not familiar with Tetris, Tetris Attack? Um, you know, oddly enough, I don't know. What year did that game come out? It was uh, super 95? late. It was like, yeah, it was like ninety five, ninety six. Shit, man. Um, no, for Super Nintendo, so you might have missed it. Maybe I don't know. I, you know, I do know, I do know my favorite uh, puzzle game. Uh, and it's a game. It's su- I feel like it's super obscure, but I absolutely loved it. It was uh, Intelligent Cube. Oh, on the PS One. Right. Yeah. And I only ever played like the Pizza Hut demo version of it. <laughs> but I was yeah. I was fucking addicted. 
Uh, Dude, same. I knew, I had a friend that played that uh, that same Pizza Hut version of it too, <laughs> from uh, junior high. <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, His name was on the same demo disc. I love that game. <laughs> exactly. And there was, a, you know, there was another game on that uh, on that disc on that Pizza Hut disc called Devil Dice. Uh, also huh. a PS one. Well, obviously PS one, but uh, that was another puzzle game that man I loved the shit out of. Uh, but uh, yeah, but I would have to go with Intelligent Cube, man. That game was the shit, man. I, and I, you know what? I think it's even on the the PS one classic, the one that they just came out with, like in the oh, last really? year. Yeah, I think it's on there. It's weird. Is it on there? Huh. Holy shit! I gotta yeah, I think because so. I had a friend named Nick in junior high that had that. Yeah, because he he got uh he he was like one of my only friends that had a PlayStation, so I would go hang out with him just you know because I liked him. But no, it was actually because he had a. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he was he was super cool, but um he uh he had that and it was yeah it was just the demo disc of like the first I think it was like the first three levels or something like that, or the first like three yeah, yeah. something, I, I forget what it was yeah. but yeah he he played the hell he was like this is all I play and I'm like. And I'm like, of all of yes. everything on PlayStation, this is it. And I'm, yes. he's like, yeah, man. <laughs> yes, this is it. Yes, <laughs> I stopped playing Metal Gear for that shit. It was great. I fucking loved it. And it was nice. like, it was, it was so weird, man. I felt like I was like playing Liquid Television. Do you guys remember that from MTV? Oh, like of course, yeah. That's where I Beavis felt like and I was playing Liquid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like. Because the, there's like a voice and and you know you die yeah. and like it's it like, was weird <laughs> you have died you know and uh, it's just weird. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, that brings back some memories. Oh, I forgot about that, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Back to 1990 something. Yeah, oh, man. for me that would have been 98, I think. <laughs> well, for me it would have been 95. No, no ninety ninety six maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I think know. it was ninety six. Like, it was it, no. It had to have been before I moved. So it was. It would have been ninety six or ninety seven. How old are you, I Alex? Forget. I'm thirty eight. So I was born oh, in eighty two, but I moved uh, from one town to the other, and I would have known Nick before I moved. So it would have been before ninety seven. We have to get to the bottom of this, Alex. We cannot move on until you figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Keep quiet over there. Uh, <laughs> the audience is riveted with my remembering of when I played this. I can't even remember. I honestly don't know. <clears throat> Three hours later, you're just flipping through a yearbook. <laughs> um, but, no, Nick, but yeah, was def- Nick was definitely still there. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I have his picture in my wallet. Let me see if he <laughs> dated it, dated the signature on the back. Um Dave, dude, it's been hilarious. My cheeks hurt. This has been the, one of the funnest uh, interviews that we've done, man. You're you're hilarious, dude. One you're of the super best. Super talented, yeah, man. Oh, thank this you. This has man. been so fun. Yeah, I had a blast, man. I had a blast. You're the I'm, best. I'm blasted. And <clears throat> seriously, Alex, man, it is so cool. You know, uh, <clears throat> we've talked a couple of times, like over the internet's. And, we have, uh, but you know, I hear your voice so much, and I really do, man. Like I really mean it when I say I kind of depend on you. So that I can have a good rest of my day, you know? Aww, that shit is meaningful. Geez. Dude, I remember the first time I heard that shit, I was driving to work. And I was like, like, and it was, it's, it's always on the same stretch of road that your video ends for me. And it's right before I get on the freeway. And I remember the first time I heard you say that, I was like, 
you know, I am going to have a good rest of my fucking day. <laughs> and then like the next week, like you did it again. And I was like, shit, yeah, he remembered. He remembered <laughs> that I couldn't have a good day without him saying that. Alex cares about me. That's what I was thinking. And so, of course yeah, I man, care I just, about you, man. <laughs> I never didn't care about you. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. No, thank you so much for having me on here, man. It's, it, oh, it was, man, it was you're the best. Of, yeah, uh, no, no it's, it's cool. that's it's one of those things where it's I, I just want yeah, I just want people to be happy. I just want people to enjoy. I, I don't think it's that hard to just say, you know, enjoy the rest of your day. It's 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 you know, and I'm not like some 7-Eleven employee. I'm I'm right. I'm. <laughs> no, I'm not, I I'm can not tell saying you that because I'm told by my boss to say that. I'm saying that because I, I want people to enjoy their day. No, you know? like I can like, tell you mean it because I and I think it's in the culture of your man. That was another thing that like, look, look, look we're going to make this about Alex for a second. You know, I think it's in the culture of your channel. I remember another video that I saw for you was from you was a video about and I, and I can't remember the specific wording, but I wasn't sure if it was. Basically, video games for kids, and I th like holiday video games for kids. Um, hmm. You know, and I know that you've made a, a, at least one, if not two, video like videos <clears throat> about like what to play with kids. You know, and like your tone in those videos is like so wholesome. Just like, hey, you know, some kids don't. You know, you come here to get educated about uh, video games that you might not know about, and maybe you're wondering about this facet of this thing that I do. And so here's the here's the answer. And it was just so cool because it's very family oriented. And yeah. I, I get that from your channel is that you're very much about that wholesomeness. You care about people. Uh, you care about people caring about one another. And uh, and so, no, man, I, I think it's one of the greatest things, man. You just have an amazing channel. Thanks for saying that. That really means a lot. That, that makes me want to make more stuff. So I really appreciate you saying that. You know how that, that that's how this works. Like it goes back and forth. You know, it's a. It's a, it's like a feedback loop kind of a thing where it's just like, you know, we, we, we go back and forth in that, in that way. I love it. It's, it's, it's wonderful to hear that. Thank you. And your music, yeah, music inspires me, man. It inspires me because especially at the beginning of this podcast, you said, not only do I want to educate people about video game music, I want to educate people about mariachi. And I was like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. and i'm like man oh man like that's freaking cool as shit like how cool is this guy so yeah i love it that's that's freaking perfect so right on man I appreciate you guys man thank you very much thank you for having me it's been a blast of course heck yeah dude Let's yeah anytime time it'll be fun yeah i i laugh so hard it hurt so yeah thank thank you and and that's been another drunk friend podcast everyone please if you have questions or comments, please reach out to us at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We like to read those, and sometimes we'll read them out here on the show. And if you like podcasts and you want to hear more, please check out the others we do on the network at polykill.com. If you want to just help out the show, just remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen. It only takes a second to do, and it really helps out the show. That's right. And we're on Twitter as well. I'm at Trav Plays Games. Alex is, of course, at SNES Drunk. And where can we find you? Mariachi? Uh, at the bar. Um, uh, <laughs> Mariachi Entertainment System. I mean, I, you know, I, we don't, you know, we don't have a, a, a at Twitter at Mariachi MES uh, or on YouTube Mariachi Entertainment System. You guys right. are like the first, one of the first results when you type in Mariachi on uh, on YouTube. So if when you type that in, you got you'll see it. Hell or yeah. at least for me, I don't know. <laughs> 
Maybe it's just, <laughs> just maybe it's just your, your Chrome browser. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we want to give a big shout out to Coolor for the podcast music. We already did it earlier, but we want to do it again because the song you heard is called Electric Star Bounce. And you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And a big shout out to Josh Leslie, who made our cold, crisp, refreshing logo. It is a delicious logo. Please be sure to catch us all on YouTube. And thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Fuck yeah.